Are you a busy parent who's exhausted and stretched thin? Looking for parenting advice but don't know where to turn? Then welcome to the Power Parent Podcast, a podcast community devoted to empowering parents. Now here's your host, Pete Mara. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Power of Parent Podcast. I'm Pete Mara and I'm so glad that you're here. And in today's episode, we're going to do things a little different. We're closing out our social media madness month, uh, the talks that we've had around social media and digital and those types of things. And what, what I'm going to focus on is some questions that were asked during a, a live event that I did with a group of parents. I thought some of them were good questions and the topics were good. So I'm going to go ahead and cover those again here on the podcast. And hopefully you find those very helpful. So one of the questions that was asked is, do I think that all digital media and all of social media is bad for children? And the answer to that is, well, of course not. I think there's a lot of great things, especially digitally speaking, that we can do to help our children. I think there's appropriate use of of applications. There's things to help children learn their ABCs. There's physics. I mean, there's a ton of things that can help children out in the digital space. I also think that when given the right tools, a lot of digital tools like iPads and uh, Android phones and other things can be used to help children be creative. But I think you have to be smart. You have to think about this in terms of what's age appropriate. You know, what would I would I give a child to zero to two years old a digital device? And me personally, the answer is no way. There is tons and tons of research out there that shows that overstimulating kids two and under with all the brain development that everything's going on, that it's not good for them. Now, again, when they hit that maybe three to six range, sure, there, there's an appropriate use level of, of technology, specifically applications, phones, games, um, learning games, ABCs, countings, all that kind of stuff. So you just kind of have to think about where, where your child's at. Maybe when they hit that next range, that you know six to 12, then yeah, they're, they're, again, there's a lot more I'd let them do. I'd let them have more access, more screen time. And of course, 10, 15, there, there's a whole nother level that they would get in, in middle school, high school and beyond. Well, yeah, it should be fully integrated into their world. Your children should be able to use use devices appropriately to look things up and to have access. But the key is, is kind of like along that general path, along that way, we're doing two things as parents. One, we're teaching them appropriate use. So we're, we're teaching them boundaries. We're teaching them how to use the devices. We're teaching them how to be responsible with them, and we're giving them freedom as they grow and as they mature. Now, again, these are kind of like boundaries from an age standpoint. I I think every kid's different. It's all complex. I get it. But, you know, figure out what's right for you and and for your child. But I would definitely err on the side of limiting their, their digital access, especially three and under. I mean, I just think it's crazy that you know, parents like, hey, the kid's kind of whining or fidgety. Well, here, throw them a device. It's it's like throwing them a pacifier. The problem is, is we're literally conditioning them to be overstimulated and to want more and more of that thing. I mean, I, I asked a parent one time, so if, you're, if your kid's crying every time, you're just going to throw them candy. Like, oh, no, candy's unhealthy, and, you know, we, we wouldn't do that. Well, it's the same thing. Or, or maybe throw them a cigarette, right? Like, they're addictive. Um, but maybe... <laughs> Maybe we should, which, uh, anyways, we don't want to throw uh, cigarettes to our kids. I get it. Um, so the next question was, how, how do you know when your children have had too much uh, digital 
exposure and and this is you know coming from people with younger kids i think it's about balancing right i mean i i hate prescriptive things i, I hate standing here and saying you must do this or you follow these seven steps i mean i think that's crazy parenting is complex your family system is complex and in what you and what your philosophy is as parenting is all defines this but i do think that it's important that we kind of figure out how to balance it right i mean if your kid's spending 40 hours a week on on video games and on the apps and, and they can't unplug and you begin to take the device away and they freak out well then you have a problem right i mean you you are the parent like you get the ability to pull this device away you have the ability to give it to them it should be something that's seen as a privilege especially when they're young and again you're just trying to help them foster a good discipline and yeah, I mean, I think that's another problem with parents, right? I mean, I often ask parents, well, how much time are you spending on the device? How much, what are your kids seeing, right? Because our kids are great observers, right? They watch what we do and they figure out what we do and they learn from us. And if mom and dad are walking around and our nose and our face is always in the device and we're always, you know, Instagramming and taking pictures and, you know, texting and doing these types of things. One, we're not doing a very good job of paying attention to our kids. We're not present. And two, we're doing a terrible, we're setting a terrible precedent for them and a terrible example for them about unplugging. So I think we kind of have to lead by example. How do you wean kids off if they're older? That's, that's a great question. Um, I think this is difficult, right? I mean, maybe, maybe you've decided where before it wasn't something you worried about or something you cared about. And again, depending on what age they're at, this can be this can be tricky. If they're older, say that upper elementary, middle school age, well, maybe you start you have to start slowly, and you have to have a conversation with them about why you're doing it. I think explain explain some of the health related things, and you want them to explore different different pieces, and and work on a scale. Maybe maybe you gradually reduce their time. You don't just kind of go cold turkey. Um, but you reduce their time over weeks and over months um, to, to begin to limit it. Or maybe you start with a day where it's limited. You know, like in our home, we're, we do not do technology on Sundays. Um, we, we practice a day of rest on Sunday. You know, we go outside, we go to the park. Um, that's the day that we'll, we'll be really intentional about coloring and creating stuff. And we do it in a way that's not stupid, right? It's not like we're manufacturing it. And we're going, okay, kids, today we're going to sit at the dining room table and we're going to draw. Because, I mean, that sucks. That's boring. No kid's going to want to do that. Um, instead, it's like, hey, we're going to the park, grab grab some stuff to, you know, draw and create. And we'll have a little contest and whoever wins gets to pick where we eat lunch, right? Way more fun. And plus, we've done this for years now, so we've we've kind of set this precedent that we just don't do technology on on Sunday. Now we do end with a family movie. That's kind of just a tradition in our home. Sunday nights, everybody we have dinner. Everybody kind of gets showered and gets ready for school. And Sunday nights, we'll we'll start a movie. Sometimes we get through it. Sometimes we don't. So that that's a little bit of like media use. But iPhones, everything else, totally unplugged, including our phones. My wife and I put those up, and and we don't have them out. Um, are there exceptions to this? Yes. I mean grandma and grandpa are coming in or somebody's traveling, you know, we need to have our phone available to, to get a hold of them or they're trying to get a hold of us. Sure, we, we'll, we'll set exceptions. We're not crazy um, rigid on it. But 99.5% of the time, uh, we just follow that. And that's how we end up helping our kids unplug from technology. 
And if you've got some, you know, other things that you've done, share it. Share it with the community. Go on the Facebook page and tell people what, what you do that, that's working. Uh, what's worse, video games or social media? That's, you know, that, that's a great question. I, I think, again, I'm not a huge gamer, uh, but I think, you know, social gaming, the way that gaming's changing. You know, I, I grew up with video games also, Nintendo 64s. I remember the original Ataris when they came out. How about a little shout out for Mario Brothers fans? The original one, right? When we had two buttons. Yeah, that, that life was stressful then. Um, but, you know, social gaming has changed. It's not like when we were kids and we were sitting there playing a game with one or two of your buddies and maybe four if you had the special like controller that could plug in. You know, now you're social gaming and, and you're connecting to a whole world of people. Oftentimes you don't know them. Um, and, and I think, again, you just have to be smart. I asked parents, would you take your kid to a video game physical location and just drop them off with, you know, a hundred strangers that are in a room at a at an at an event? And parents are like, well, absolutely not. My child's only twelve. I'm like, okay, but you'll let them connect online with a hundred strangers, and you don't think anything of it. Now, if they're playing a game, and you know, my my kids and I, we we play Clash of Clans and some other stuff with my brother and his kids. And we have a control group and we kind of know who's in the game that's different but i think you have to be smart even around gaming and as far as social i mean you know social media is rough it's and i've I've done other talks on this and and we've mentioned it but i just think for for kids especially adolescents it's just it's crazy that they have to deal with just that constant barrage of identity who they are um, what who people think they are I mean, we have to we have to create children with very strong self-confidence and, and self-esteem and not not this weird overinflated like, oh, you're perfect and everybody loves you. Um, no, everybody doesn't love you. And sometimes life's rough. And if you post stuff on social, they're going to tell you it's stupid. Well, then you have two options. Don't post it or fix the fact that it looks stupid or that they didn't like it. Um, you know, you can teach them kind of how to develop a tough skin. You know, my, my son recently had had an event where a whole bunch of his classmates from school went went to something and he didn't get invited to it and they were posting pictures on social and you know him and a few other kids didn't didn't get invited and he was devastated you know and and your reflex as a parent is like oh you know why didn't my kid get invited why you know well he didn't get invited so what that's life it was a great opportunity for us to have a different conversation about life and how sometimes we don't get what we want and sometimes we don't get invited to things and you just have to deal with it so sure, he was in tears and it was rough, but it was still a good learning opportunity. Uh, so I just think you have to take social and figure out what what's appropriate, um, how you're going to control it, what what you're going to let your kids do. You know, th- there's no rule that says your children have to jump on social media when they're you know six years old. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I think they they both have kind of different problems. And again, it's just about being smart with usage. I don't think that we should ban our children from all these things. It's part of their world. We have to teach them as parents how to navigate it. I think that's that's really the the important part. Um what what do I think about <laughs> what do I think about adult video gaming? Um look, I I I'm probably not the best person to ask this. I I, th- I have a very low view of adults that play video games. Um, I, I think I think they're losers, to be honest. Uh, if you're an adult, and, and I've just seen so many of these guys that, 
you know, they're they're playing, you know, the latest game of Halo or or Call of Duty or whatever whatever it is, and you know, th- th- these folks are are coming home and every day they're playing this, and they're essentially abandoning their wife, they're abandoning their kids, and they're plugging into this false fabricated world, one to try to escape. Um, the stresses of life, and two, I, and you know, this will sound horrible, but you know, sometimes as guys, we need to do things that are meaningful, right? And if we didn't do something meaningful with our life, if we didn't didn't have the courage or the opportunities to do it, you know, these guys are oftentimes trying to live out that that fantasy through through a video game or through a reality. Um, so I, I've got a very low, low view of, of people that, adults that play video games. I mean, are, can you play with your kids and that kind of stuff? Sure. But a group of 20, 30, 40-year-old men that should be around out in the world engaged in real problems, doing real things, are stuck behind, you know, screens playing video games? I mean, give me a break. Go, go, uh, go solve some problems in your community. Go build habitat houses or... And, in poverty, serve at a, a community shelter, or you know, volunteer at your local school. But you know, I don't know. I just, I just don't get the video game thing. So that, that's my thought on that. Uh, what, what is an age-appropriate level for cell phones? Um, again, I don't know. That, that all's up to you. It's up to the parents. I think you know, for us, we let our kid have a cell phone. When he's twelve, um, but we control everything that's on the phone. We, we use. Uh, different software and things to control what apps and are on the phone and we limit the time you know because I think phones are addicting there's a lot of research now that supports that so by limiting their access to the phone we're we're putting controls around it trying to teach him how to self-regulate and have his own boundaries so what's the one thing I wish I could tell parents um, to about social and about this thing. I, I think if I was going to sum this whole kind of series up in, in our whole talk tonight, I would just say this. You, you can't escape digital. You can't escape social media. It's a part of their world, and it's going to just continuously be a part of their world. And I don't think on any end of the spectrum, too much of it is, is not a good thing. We can't just let our children be unregulated and say, oh, well, everybody's doing it, so you can do it. And then the flip side, we can't take everything away from them and pretend you know, that, that we're in a stone age. So I think as parents, what we have to do is we have to help them, one, find a balance. And two, we have to help them introduce them to the right things at the right age level. And as a parent, you have to decide what that looks like for you and for your family and, and what is appropriate. But if I was going to pick a word, I would say, you know, balance is key. And for me personally, I would balance and I would err on the side of less is best. Um, I'm not trying to keep them away from it, but I'm trying to control its introduction. And I'm trying to have really intentional conversations about the use of social and the use of digital platforms and those types of things as they're they're progressing and growing through it. So it's just kind of like anything else in parenting. If we're open, have an open communication with them and we're in that process with them, especially when they're younger, it's a lot more natural than if you're waiting until they're in junior high and then you're, you're trying to get all engaged and involved and concerned. It's too late. You need to get engaged, involved, and concerned when they're when they're, you know, three, four, five, six, and, and start at that, that phase and work your way up. And if you miss that window, then you miss the window. Um, start now and do the best that you can, but just recognize it's going to be a lot more work and it's going to be a lot harder work. So 
Great questions. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power Parent Podcast. Be sure to visit our website, www.powerparentpodcast.com, where you can download valuable resources and tools to help you on your journey. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you are the difference.